Welcome to Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. Here to teach you Bible truth so you can grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. So get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Right, happy 2024, Bible Truth listeners. I hope this year is the best year of your lives. I thank God for allowing me to see another season and trusting me with his precious word. I am the one and only Dr. Kamala D. Today is Sunday. It is January the 28th of the year 2024. You guys, I wanted to get my first message for 2024 on the books. Uh, trust me, I was busy today. And as you can see, it is late in the evening in Louisiana. And, um, I said, you know what, if I can do all of these other things that I was doing today, I can definitely share the word of God. Now with that said, saints, look, get your Bibles, Get your pen and paper, get your pencil, get a marker, whatever you choose to write with so that you can take notes. This is a very important uh, message. It will be a two-part series. And I call it a two-part series because if I am sharing an episode and I have to do it in two parts, I call that a series. So let's get this truth on the road. I want you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. I will be reading verses 1 through 3. This is the New King James Version. If you guys notice, I use the New King James Version more than, than any other version of the Bible that, I, that uh, I typically read from. It's a reliable uh, version. But you guys know that I may switch and read another version of the Bible uh, throughout this series. So I'll let you know if I switch. And the reason why I tell you guys this is because it doesn't matter which version that I read. You will see, if your version is not the same as mine, you will see a difference in the wording. And that's the only reason why I, I share which version of the Bible that I'm reading. So are you in John chapter 17? I'll be reading verses 1 through 3. Verse 1 says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him, him who? Your son. Authority over all flesh. All leaves out none. Over all flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Verse three says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, 
and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. My Lord, my Lord. Now, before I move forward, I want to read this John 17 verses one through three in the new living translation. The new living says, after saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. All in the New King James, everyone in the New Living Translation. They are still on the same page. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And finally, verse three says, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Now that brings us to the name of episode one. This is eternal life, knowing the true God. This is eternal life, knowing the true God. Now Jesus said, this is eternal life, that we may know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom God sent. Now, because Jesus said the only true God, it lets us know that there are some fake gods out there. Gods that don't have any power. Gods that are created by the hands of man or people being worshipped before and after they die. There is only one God, saints, and that is Jehovah or Yahweh. The name of the God of the Bible, the God of the Israelites and Judah. The Hebrew name for God was revealed to Moses in the book of Exodus. The God who created the heavens and the earth and everything on the earth and under the earth. The God who has in the past and in the future will deliver Israel from the hands of her enemies. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but Israel has one of the smallest armies on the planet, but they have never lost a battle. Now, some people may be against Israel, but let me explain to you why the United States will always be a supporter of Israel. Because the Bible says, Whoever curses you, I will curse them. And whoever blesses you, I will bless them. Now, the United States, let me make this clear, is not a Christian nation. That's right. Silence for you to think about that. The United States is not a Christian nation, but they are smart enough to know that a man of God way back in the day knew that the Bible said that if you bless Israel, God will bless you. Never go against Israel. I don't care how big your army is. And I, this is not about Israel. It's just that the spirit is telling me 
And when I say the spirit, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit is just telling me to share this little nugget. Whenever Israel goes to war, I want you to sit back and watch the nation that they are up against always have a bigger army. But Israel always comes out on top throughout biblical history. You will find that every time Israel was taken into captivity, God delivered them. Uh huh. Every time they went to battle and, and the few wars that they did lose that is recorded in the Bible is because Israel was involved in apostasy. They had turned their backs on the true and living God because every time they went into captivity, they started worshiping the idol gods of their captors. And you know, God is a jealous God and he allowed them to suffer, but make no mistake about it. He always delivered Israel. Now, I just thought I'd share that. That was not a part of my message, but when the Holy Spirit, it, it, it nudges me to share something, I, I, I typically share it. So let me get back to what we were talking about. The Hebrew name for God was revealed to Moses in the book of Exodus. The God who created the heavens and the earth and everything on the earth and under the earth was created by Jehovah or Yahweh. Now the God who has in the past and in the future will deliver Israel from the hands of her enemies. Now the God who is the God of everyone that accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is the God of the Bible. Now Jesus said, and Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. Now we must know the only true, true God and Jesus Christ whom God has sent. So we can have eternal life, period. That's the only way we can have eternal life. John 17 verses one through five is the height of mutual self-serving behavior. Now the father and the son glorifying each other for eternity. There are deities in the religions of the world who behave that way. But here it is crucial for us to see that what brings glory to the Godhead is the opportunity of eternal life for everyone who believes. That's in verse two. An opportunity no other religion provides or won't attempt to offer because they cannot. People who seek religion for satisfaction don't understand this. That religion doesn't offer salvation or eternal life. Only Jesus does. Eternal life consists of growing to know the only true God as opposed to false gods. Now, if you are familiar with biblical history, you know why God kept turning on Israel, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, because of their apostasy. They were worshiping and offering sacrifices to idol gods. Israel would follow the idolatrous ways and nature of their captors who worship false gods. That's why God kept turning his back on Israel. But because of promises he made to Israel's ancestors, see, God doesn't go back on his word. He kept saving Israel and he will save Israel in the end. I don't care who come up against Israel. They will come up on top. And I have gone on public record saying that I support Israel. It doesn't mean that I agree with them because I don't agree with war, but we will have wars and rumors of wars 
And I'm here to tell you it is so unfortunate, but there is always casualties of war. And it is so unfortunate that innocent women and children lose their lives because of war. Now let's move on from that. The God of Abraham is Yahweh. The God of Daniel is, uh, is Yahweh. The God of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, is Yahweh or Jehovah. We serve the same God. And the three Hebrew boys in Daniel, th in, in Daniel chapter three is the God with all the power. He is the only true God. That is what we are talking about in episode one. The Bible confirming that there is only one true God. There is no other so-called God throughout history that came in person, meaning came in the flesh, so that his people could see him, touch him, and begin to understand him. So they could develop a relationship with him. A relationship with his people is what God is seeking. That is what God wants. God doesn't want people to have a relationship with organized religion. You won't find in the Bible that Jesus promoted religion or religious beliefs to please God. You won't find it. Jesus himself is not a religion. Man grouped Jesus with religion, but Jesus has never been a religion. He promoted having a relationship with God. I want y'all to keep that in mind. As a matter of fact, you should be notating that. Jesus sat down with people struggling with sin and showed them that what it would be like to see and be in the presence of God. Now, many people saw Jesus raise people from the dead. They saw him heal the sick, the sick people that the doctors during that time could not heal. And they saw him cast demons out of people. The disciples and the apostles saw Jesus crucified on the cross. They saw him buried, then saw him after he rose from the dead three days later. No religion in history documents their God with a little G coming to earth, healing the sick, raising people from the dead, walking them, uh, uh, amid those wanting to kill him. But guess what? They could not touch Jesus until he was ready to die. See, everything had to be done in order and in a timely fashion, like it was prophesied. They could not touch Jesus until he was ready to die and, and until he was ready to die on the cross for the sins of the entire world. Not just a handful, but salvation and eternal life is available to everyone on this planet only through Jesus. Okay. Remember, this is eternal life knowing the true God and Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. You won't find this information documented anywhere except in the Bible. The Old Testament documents the one true God. Now we are getting ready to read uh, a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament confirming that there is only one God. So go to Isaiah chapter 45. I will be reading verses four through five. You know the routine that you can pause the tape. Look for the scripture and when you find it, press play and we will be on the same page. And I will be reading um, Isaiah 40, 45 verses four through five, the new King James version. Okay. Verse four says, for Jacob 
my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect. I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. This is about Israel constantly turning their backs on God, and he constantly, consistently keep delivering them. Verse five says, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no God besides me. Now that is Isaiah 45 verse five. There is no God besides me. I will gird you though you have not known me. Now I want to read verses 6 through 12 in the New Living Translation so that you can get a clear understanding of the power of the living God. Verse 6 says, and this is the New Living Translation, so all the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord and there is no other. I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, the Lord, created them. Verses 9 and 10 says, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it? Saying, stop, you're doing it wrong. Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? How terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father, why was I born? Or if I said, or if it said to its mother, I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue tied here. Um, this is verse 10. It says, um, let me read verse 10 again. How terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father, why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, why did you make me this way? Verses 11 and 12 says, this is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands, I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. And finally, verse 13 says, I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose and I will guide his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people without seeking a reward. I, the Lord of heaven's army, have spoken. My Lord, I don't know about you. You just don't know how powerful that message is that I just read. God spoke through his chosen prophets until the Messiah came. The Messiah is Jesus the Christ. God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah to deliver a message to the captors of his people, the children of Israel, and, and they're also known as the Israelites. God wanted them to know that he created believers and non-believers. He is the only true God who created the heavens and the earth, and no one can question him. He is the creator 
not their idol gods. A God who has no power can't create anything. A God who has no power can't deliver people, can't save people, cannot heal people. And this is what God is saying, all he had done for Israel. Isaiah continues with Cyrus. Now, Cyrus is said to be anointed in the sense that God chose him for a special mission. God, through Isaiah, called Cyrus by name 100 years before his time to prove to the Persian king that he, Yahweh, was the only true God. The true God can show his power. Idol gods can't do anything because they don't exist. Mm -hmm. They only exist in the heads of those who create them in their heads. Now, the confession of, of, of Cyrus, in, is, it's in Ezra chapter 1 verse 3. Josephus says that Cyrus released Israel when he was shown the prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 45. The prophecy that I just read. Mm -hmm. Isaiah mentioned Cyrus by name, who was the king of Persia who would allow the Israelites to return to Jerusalem in 538 BC. That's in Ezra chapter one, verses one through four. Cyrus was a chosen servant of God, even though he was not an Israelite. Isaiah's prophecy was made. I want y'all to hear this and hear this carefully, which is why you can trust everything the Bible says. Isaiah's prophecy that God chose Cyrus to deliver Israel from Persia was made more than 150 years before it was actually fulfilled. This is only one of many prophecies the Bible confirms. This lets you know, it lets me know, it lets us know that we can trust that the Bible contains the true word of the living God. We are talking about the one true God. So I want you to make your way back to Isaiah chapter 40, and I'm going to read verses 28 and 29. This is still the New King James Version. Verse 28 says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God? Let me say that again. The everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator, of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Verse 29 says, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases their strength. Only God can give power to the weak saints and increase the strength to those who have no might. Go to Jeremiah chapter 10 and I'm going to read verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10. You can write down these scriptures and read this after this episode if you want, because I'm, I'm, I'm pushing through this. But the Lord is the true God. Now, first, Isaiah confirmed that there's only one God and there's only one true and living God, only one God who has power, only one creator. Now, the prophet Jeremiah is saying it. He's saying, but the Lord is is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth will tremble and the nations, not nation, the nations will not be able to endure his, indi his indignation. It's coming. 
the wrath of God is coming. Y'all haven't seen nothing yet. Y'all think that what we are seeing now going on throughout this planet is horrible. Y'all haven't seen anything yet, but those who are in Christ will be rescued. We won't endure it. That's one of the benefits of accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. That's one of the benefits of salvation. And that's one of the benefits of having eternal life. We won't experience God's wrath. Okay. Now, Jeremiah 23, go to Jeremiah 23. I'll be reading verses 23 through 25. Beginning at 23, it says, am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places? We can't hide from God, saints. He see everything that's going on. So I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do I not feel heaven and earth, says the Lord. And verse 25 says, I have heard what the prophets have said. Who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. That is a lot more. Uh, in Jeremiah, you can read past verses 25, but I, I just put that there for a reason. False prophets will tell you they are speaking on behalf of God. That is what this is talking about. They had false prophets back then. They have false prophets today saying they are speaking on behalf of God. And no, they are not. They are not telling you that you need the, the blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and that you need to know the true and living God. And Jesus Christ, whom God have sent, they are not telling you that. You have to understand a false teacher and a false prophet will not tell you that he's speaking on behalf of the God who created the heavens and the earth. This is what he says, because I've heard it. I hear it today. Uh, I'm speaking on behalf of the creator, the creator of what? Ford? What? The creator of, of, of a Camry? The creator of Audis? I, I don't understand. What, what creator are you talking about? So we are talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. There's only one. There's only one God, saints. So I want you to go to Psalms. Psalms 147. I'll be reading verses 5 through 9. And this is King David talking. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Verses 7 and 8 says, For God is the King of all the earth. All leaves out nothing. He is the King of all the earth. Who is the King? God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations, not nation. God reigns over the nations. That's Psalm 147 verse 8. God reigns over the nations. That's plural. God sits on his holy throne. Verse 9 says, the princes of the people have gathered together. The people of the God of Abraham. Hallelujah. For the shields, meaning the protection of the earth, belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Psalms 18 verses 30 and 31 says, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven 
He is a shield, meaning he is a protection to all who trust in him. Y'all need to understand verse 30, the latter part of of verse 30. The word of the Lord is proven. This is guaranteed. It is proven. He is a shield, meaning he is a protector to all who trust in him. Not those who don't trust in him. Not those who are out there worshiping idol gods, gods who have no power. No, he is a protector, a shield to all who trust in him. And finally, verse 31 says, for who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? My God, the Bible is powerful. The word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. God is perfect. He doesn't make mistakes or changes his mind. Now, when a false prophet fails at his prophecy, he will say God changed his mind. Uh Uh-huh. I've heard it. Y'all know that's, I I do a lot of studying. I've heard it. The Bible is clear in Malachi chapter three, verse six. It says, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob, meaning the sons of Israel, are not consumed. Now, if God says he is going to do something like protect Israel, that's what he's going to do. He will not change his mind because idol gods have no power. False teachers and false prophets will always say God is God and he can change his mind if he wants to. Uh Uh-huh. That's how they get you when they are teaching contrary to what the Bible says. They'll tell you that God is God and he can change his mind if he want to. You bring them right to Malachi 3.6. God doesn't change his mind. Uh Uh-uh. Not like man does. Now, man changes his mind. I've changed my mind several times. Um, Promises I've made and and changed my mind. I felt bad about that too. That was the spirit of God in me because we're not supposed to do that. If we promise to do something or promise to... uh, or call someone, even something that minute, we need to do it. But lately I have been just so busy and so consumed with a lot of things that's going on in my life. I haven't been doing what I should be doing. And that is neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with this particular message, but it has to do with man can change his mind and man does change, but God doesn't. If God says he's going to do something, his word is going to go forth and it's going to prosper and do that which God had set it out to do. That's guaranteed. Trust me. Go to Deuteronomy chapter chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and I'll be reading verses 4 through 6. I'm still in the New King James. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Oh, The Lord is one. Verse five says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. And finally, verse six says, and these words, which I command you today shall be in your heart. My Lord, the Lord is one. We need to ensure that we love God with all our hearts and soul. We also need to keep God's word in our hearts. That's the only way we can prevent false gods from entering into our lives. 
Guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life, says the word of God. Watch what you allow to creep into your heart by ways of your ears. Be careful who you listen to and what you listen to and how you listen. Now, I think I have established in scripture that there is only one true and living God, saints, and there are tons of scriptures that I could have added, but I didn't need to. Next weekend, I will confirm in the New Testament that Jesus is associated with the one true God. So I want to thank you for joining me today. Now, if you want to contact me, continue listening for information on how you can do that, including sowing a seed. And I want to take the time right now to thank those who are sowing seeds into this ministry. Oh, you have no idea how grateful I am to God be all the glory. May God bless your seed tenfold. Hallelujah. Now, until next time, live Christ, love people, take up your cross. Peace out. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions, please send them to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com or you can use the Q&A. And if you would like to support this podcast, you can donate from the platform you are listening on. Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and a few more. And contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your C to my cash app. That's dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is dollar sign capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e capital d anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated now until next time remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god we as listeners walk by faith and not by sight i am your host dr Kamla d rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love thank you for tuning in and i hope to see you next time